Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Sports Docket with Ace Man and a Quash. Check it out. The best sports radio show on Blog Talk Radio. And welcome aboard for the 20th ever episode of the Sports Docket. We'll give you our 2020 vision tonight here on the Sports Docket. For October 21st, 2007, Sunday night, new time, but same place. We are coming to you live from Brooklyn and Lindbergh, and we're ready to give you our take on the world of sports. And whereas one part of the world series has been decided with the Colorado Rockies sweeping the Arizona Diamondbacks, another part gets decided tonight as the Red Sox and Indians play Game 7 from Fenway Park. Hello, uh, Ethan. Uh, yes, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing all right, especially after a very nice win by the Giants. They crushed the 49ers this afternoon. Um, I know you're, you're not doing too well after rough starts this season by the Jets and the a Rangers. Rough start. That's under that's understating what's going on with the Jets right now. I mean, at one and six, basically uh, this season, the only thing they have left to gain this season is basically to uh, you know put Kellen Clemens in and see if he's the quarterback of the future and maybe spoil some team seasons at the end. Because right now, I mean, yeah. the Jets are not making the playoffs. I mean, I, I mean that's pretty obvious, but they're yeah, not making the playoffs. Can, unless the Jets miraculously win nine games in a row, it's not uh, happening. Because no, uh, one of those games, going. one of those games is against the New England Patriots, so that's an automatic yeah. loss right there. Well, yeah, definitely, and of course, um, well, the, the Jets do have something going for them; they can avoid last place. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it looks like they will because I don't know if the Dolphins will win a game all year. But, no, I don't uh, think they will, but. Uh, um, well, well, your dad's having a harder time than you are right now. Oh, my dad, uh, he's given up. He gave up. Uh, he gave up opening day. <laughs> <laughs> the Dolphins, they're, they're terrible. The Jets are terrible. The AFC East, probably the worst division in football. You know, of course, outside of the New England Patriots. Yeah, I mean, the, the Patriots are going to run away. The Patriots have already clinched that division. So, all right, you look at the Jets right now. Their, their record is one and six, but they ha- It's weird. They haven't really been playing like a one and six team. You know, the Jets. You know, usually one and six. You know, you're doing everything wrong that you can. But the Jets, every game they're doing something's good. You know, they're playing some good defense. They're playing yeah, some I, good offense. And, you know, they're moving the football on offense. It's not like you know they can't move the football. You know, they're. It's not like they're running backs getting 30 yards and their quarterback is getting 100 yards. You know, the Jets are moving the football. They're scoring some points. But especially they, in this game, you have the various calls uh, yeah, starting off with a 57 yarder. Yeah, they can't put away games. I mean, yeah, they're like, yeah. the Jets are like the only team that blows more games than the Mets. And you mentioned to me before the show, right? Uh, Chad Penton always gets a big, always a big interception toward the yeah, end of the game. Exactly. I mean, the Jets. It seems like in the fourth quarter, it always comes down to a last possession. The Jets can never, they can never get in the end zone on the, down that last possession. Well, and, you the, know, Penton yeah, earlier in his career, you know, he he had the knack of getting in the end zone, and he's lost that this year. And now yeah, at one and six, I definitely think that you have to go to Kellen Clemens next week. No doubt about that. And uh, of course, the Jets trying to get on the board some sometime this season. All right. Um, I will cross. Uh, of course, also the Giants had a big win today. Oh no, uh, Eli no, no, Manning no. with another good game. The Giants beat the Forty well, ers Yeah, the Giants today over the Forty ers Um, 
33-15 was the 33-15, that's right. Eli Manning actually didn't have such a great game. He was only 18-31. Uh, threw a couple he, of touchdowns, though. He threw a couple of touchdowns, only intercepted once in the game, which has been a big flaw for him. Brandon Jacobs, you know, he, he doesn't remind me of uh, Tiki Barber at all, but, he, um, you know, he gets, you know, 12-yard carries, 11-yard carries. He totaled 107 yards in the game, uh, had a t- ran a uh, ball for a touchdown, shocking tumor, um, had a both each uh, score a touchdown. So the, uh, so the Giants definitely, um, they limited Frank Gore today, and that was key for them uh, to get the win over the 49ers. The 49ers, you watched today, they were a boring football team. I, I turned on the game, I, I was actually in the class uh, for most part of the game, but every time I looked at my cell phone, uh, it, it was the Giants football. I mean, that's how, that's how many possession they had. They controlled the ball for more than half of the game, and that was key for them to beat the 49ers, who... It's an awful football team. Yeah. Um, yeah, the 49ers are pretty awful. I mean, Trent Dilfer is a starting quarterback, for Christ's sake. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the 49ers are not look good today. They cannot stop anybody on defense. So the Giants win that one. Uh, before we get into the Giants and the Jets, um, let's just uh, give everybody our phone number for our show. Our phone yep. number, of course, is 1-646-478-5118. That's 1-646-478-5118 if you want to call. I would also like to remind our listeners we're having a docket first. That's coming up at eight o'clock. We're going to have a Rangers roundtable. Yep, New York uh, Rangers. Doug Fisher of uh, who blogs uh, the Rangers, uh, the, the Broadway um, blue shirts. I'm pretty sure I'm getting that right. He, uh, as well as um, for the Journal News, Sam Wyman, who t- who um, covers the Rangers, the Rangers report at the Journal News. Uh, they will both be joining us at eight o'clock. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, the Rangers are off to a rough start, but I mean it's early. I mean, and hockey's a little different than football. The Rangers still got 70-odd games to play, whereas the Jets got six. So, I mean, right now you're looking at it, the Rangers are off to a bad start, but they still got plenty yeah, of Yeah, well, yeah, Rangers are off to a 2-4-1 and one start, of course, with their most recent game being an overtime loss to the Boston Bruins on Saturday night. Yeah, um, but, yeah, before we get, you know, to the Rangers, the Giants, and the Jets, let's get into a really important game tonight, which is the Boston Red Sox who are facing the Cleveland Indians in Game 7 of the ALCS starting. You can watch that game right after you listen to Ace Man and the Quas. It'll be on Fox. The first pitch is about 825, but, you know, you can miss five minutes of the game. You know, listen to I, you know what else is it's very interesting about uh, this ALCS? It's almost like um, sports writers wrote this series before it happened. I mean, look at this. You had the Indians are up three games to one, and then you have Beckett and Schilling, two pitchers who have pitched in games facing elimination and have come out victorious. And you had them going one, two in games uh, five and six, and they uh, they pitched gems. They, they pitched back-to-back gems against I'm the Indians. Saying, I think the Red Sox will win tonight. Well, first of all, besides the fact that I picked them, the Cleveland Indians had a three-one lead, and game five and six they had Sebastian Carmona going, and they couldn't win one of those two games. So now tonight they have Westbrook going, and uh, I don't know. You know, I mean, yeah, the Red Sox do have Matt Suzaka, but if Matt Suzaka ends up struggling. The Red Sox have Beckett to go to, so uh, I think. Yeah, I mean the Red Sox um, have a lot of options, much more than the Indians do. I mean, if this comes get gets an extra innings, it could get scary. It could get scary for Boston, especially after that seven-run eleventh inning the Indians had in Game Two. But yeah, just want to remind you guys, um, Beckett uh, in the NLCS in 2003, he pitched a shutout in Game Four, and I believe he came back in Game Seven, pitched four scoreless innings out of relief. So yeah. uh, that might happen tonight too. I mean, Beckett is just—you know—he's a—he's a big game pitcher. He's established that with the Marlins in '03 and now with the Red Sox in '07. 
So yeah, it turns out maybe that Hanley like Ramirez that. trade might not have been so bad for the Red Sox after all. No, not at all. I mean, uh, um, of course, it worked out for Florida as well. They got them uh, pretty much an all-star, a 25 home run hitter there, and it Ramirez for 40 stolen bases this season. But, yeah, Josh Beckett has, of course, going to be the Cy Young this year. Pretty much uh, that's what the story with Beckett. And uh, the Red Sox, you know, um, it's not a, rematch, it's not a uh, relapse of um, 2004, but the Red Sox, once again, coming back in a series. They've done this so many times in the past, and uh, I think they're going to come away with a victory tonight. Okay. I mean, last two games, look at the Indians' offense. They're scoring three runs. they got the home run from Victor Martinez. That's pretty much it. Um, they were hitting early in this series, but even when the Indians were top three games to one, their offense is not clicking um, completely the way it was against the Yankees. Yeah, this will sure be a great game tonight, Game 7 of the LCS. Once again, it's on Fox. On Fox. Tune into that Game 7, ALCS, Cleveland Indians at Fenway to face the Red Sox. Yeah, and uh, the winner... Three, um, oh, there's winner three other up. big stories in baseball this week. We'll get back to the Red Sox game in a little bit. But there's three other big stories in uh, baseball this week that we want to follow. One okay. story is, of course, Joe Torre. As, uh, on, uh, early in this week, I believe it was Friday, Joe Torre uh, declined the Yankees' offer of a one-year $5 million deal with incentives. As he yeah, the first offer. of all, let me just say about that offer. I, I think that was... Um, Totally underestimated by the Yankees management. I mean, should have given him two years. What? Should have given him two years, definitely. Yeah, I mean, that was a ridiculous offer. I mean, that's almost insulting, Tory. I mean, he's been here 12 well, years. Well, Joe Torre, of course, said in his press conference that uh, he didn't think the one year was quite insulting, but he thought the incentives were. Yeah, I mean, he thought that he's done about eight, you know, for, I mean, $8 million guaranteed instead of having, you know, to make the playoffs or to win the, uh, or to appear in the World Series to make that extra million dollars. Yeah, what the hell does Torre need motivation for? I mean, he's been with his. Organization for 12 years. He got him to play of 12 straight years. I mean, the Yankees well, probably back. So I don't Yankees, understand that. I guess it's time to move on with uh, with uh, the new era. It looks like, you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked if either Posada or Mariano or both of them don't come back to the Yankees. So I think Joe Torre was a big part of their decision now that Joe Torre's not back. We might see the whole uh, Yankee uh, era coming to an end. It's, it's got, uh, the whole face of France has been changed, especially with reports now that A-Rod's not going to come back. I mean, you're going to have that all winter with A-Rod, A-Rod Saga, who is going to play for next year. Um, of course, the Red Sox are candidates. Um, so, I mean, you're looking at, and it's going to be a tough winter for Brian Cashman, especially now with Torrey gone. And, and you look at possible managers. I mean, you got Donnie Madley at number one right up there. Then you got guys like Bobby Valentine um, coming over from Japan. Of course, he managed the Metro World Series in 2000. Um, you got Joe Duarte, who managed the Marlins and somehow won the manager of the year over Randolph. Um, you got the Lupinella, with Lupinella, um, kind of declined that he won't come back. But I mean, you got a bunch of candidates here. Steve, who do you think will get the uh, next I, manager of the New York Yankees? I think it's going to go to Manningly. I, think, I that, think so too. I think the Yankees, I, I, I see that as the obvious choice. I don't think they really need to bring, bring a big name in here to be successful. I think Mattingly, as you know, he's had time under Joe Torre as the bench coach for a couple of years. I think he's ready to manage his team. And uh, one of the other, also one of the other two big stories in baseball over the last week. Well, before we, we get to Paul Bird, uh, of course, the Colorado Rockies. Rockies, I said Rockies. Can't even say right? the name. I know they swept, of course, the NLCS, um, beating the Arizona Diamondbacks and uh, shoving Eric Burns' words right into his throat. So, yeah, he got. Congratulations to them as they will be in the World Series awaiting their opponent tonight. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, whoever the Rockies play is going to show the um, 
it's going to be a series that probably won't be watched by many because, you know, the Colorado don't get Well, I think baseball wants the Red Sox to make the World Series. Oh, no, 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 have no, one big market Rockies. team in there. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, yeah, I, mean, I think the rating is going to be very low for this World Series yeah, also. Yeah, it's going to be even lower than last year at this point in time. Yeah, well, basically, I'm not going to base my schedule around it. If I happen to be by the TV and it's on, I'll watch it. Unless, well, you know, I mean, of course, it goes through Game 7. I mean, I mean, the only the only real thing to watch. I mean, of course, the Rockies one of the best runs in the history of baseball history and the history of baseball. Twenty two and one, um, an, an amazing stretch uh, that spanned over the last weeks of the season into the postseason. They haven't lost a game in the postseason, but again, they played teams Seven like, or no. they played teams like the Phillies and Diamondbacks, who are you know unexperienced ball clubs in the postseason. But you still got to give them a lot of credit for what they did. Definitely. The Rockies deserve all the credit in the world. I think it's their year. I think they will win the World Series. And of course, really? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm calling it right now. Whoever wins tonight, it doesn't matter. I think the Colorado Rockies are going all the way. Oh, I'm thinking like pick Red Sox over Rockies. I pick all the way. The Karma is with them. Uh, you know, they, they have they, the momentum right now. They might, you know, they might have it. I mean, you, you look at their team. Holiday has done great, and he has hit four home runs in the uh, combined in the division series. And the championship series was MVP of the NLCS. I definitely do not think this uh, this long layoff will affect them at all. I think they'll take some time off. Mm-hmm. I think that's what most teams... Well, you don't want eight days off, but, you know, the Rockies will take it. Yeah, I mean, I never would have thought that Jorge Julio would have a uh, a World Series championship for the Mets, but it could it could very well happen. What about Kaz Matsui? <laughs> yeah, Kaz Matsui, that's <laughs> right. I mean, look... I mean, this Rockets team does have some former Mets on well, the Well, as a Mets fan, you know, Kaz Matsui, uh, most Mets fans will be thinking to themselves, oh, oh, my God. We should have yeah, kept this guy. Right. You know, he, I'm happy you know, he turned his career around. But, you know, I'm happy for him. He found his um, he found his knack. He found his niche in the uh, in a different uniform, so good for him. Yeah, and, of no, course, yeah. the, the last big story this week in baseball was, of course, Paul Bird admitting today that he used HGH between 2002 and 2005. So, um... Not going yeah, to be pretty if the Indians have to go to Paul Bird tonight. Yeah, that's not surprising to me that he uh, was on something because the way he pitched uh, lately against the, uh, I mean, he, he's rhetorically known as a uh, as a pitcher who is known to mess up in a big spot. And he 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 pretty much baffled the Yankees in, uh, in that series. I don't want to hear anything about those um, those bugs. Um, Paul Bird, uh, he um, dominated the Yankees through that through that. Uh, um, ALDS, and of course he pitched well against the Red Sox. So, but, but you know this is a situation that's been ongoing in baseball. Uh, Rick and Keel have the problem. I mean, it's uh, pretty phenomenal what's going on. And of course George Mitchell. Well, this is actually another big story. George Mitchell uh, signing last week that um, between uh, November and December about a big list of names who, of people who use steroids is going to come out to the public, and I can't wait to uh, see that. Just want to remind the listeners that um, at about 8 o'clock, we're going to have a Rangers roundtable. We're going to have a couple of our Ranger guys, a couple of Ranger bloggers on. Uh, Doug Fisher and Sam Weinman from uh, two uh, Rangers uh, blog websites, so we can't wait to have them on. Yeah. We're going to talk some Rangers hockey. They're off to a little bit of a And you guys can call on the phone line, too. Uh, uh, 1-646-478-5118. Um, there's also Amy and Steven doing the show. Clock yeah, we got in. no phone calls yet, guys. Uh, call into the show. Uh, yeah, guys, please uh, Last share what you talk got. About tonight. Yeah, share what you got. But um, I mean, right now, uh, what you got in your docket is basically you got 
if you're a New York sports fan or just a casual sports fan, you've got um, a Giants with five straight wins. The Jets are struggling. you got uh, the Red Sox Indians tonight. And uh, you got the uh, the Yankees manager saga. And, of course, we'll get into the hockey later on. I want to touch on my Devils, who are really uh, depressing me so far. And uh, Yeah, definitely the Devils and the Islanders. We have to get into them a little bit, too. We'll get into hockey a little bit later, right? We'll do NFL picks next. Yeah, we are gonna, we're actually going to get right into the NFL picks. Take a little break. Uh, yeah, we'll take a little break. And uh, that is coming up next on the Sports Docket NFL picks for Week 8, recapping Week six, Week 7. You are currently listening to the Sports Docket with Aceman and the Quas. If you would like to call into the show, the phone number is 1-646-478-5118. Once again, the phone number to call into the show the sports docket is one six four six four seven eight five one one eight. If you would like to instant message the co-host of the show using an AIM client, and we'll put your comment on the air, you can AIM Stephen Aceman at MetsFanatic910, or you can AIM the Quas at Quaster06. That's a double S. Once again, thanks for tuning into the show. You can also check out our official sponsor of the Sports Docket. That's www.myedimedia.com. Now, back to the show. Coming up next on the Sports Docket, it's the NFL Pit with Ace-Man and the Quad. Every week of the NFL, live from our studios here in Brooklyn and Lindbergh, football is back. They take you around the NFL. Five picks each week. Okay, welcome back to the Sports Docket. And for the first time on our show, we kind of have the NFL picks in action. Um, coming into today's, coming into week seven of the NFL picks with Ace and Aquas. Stephen comes in with a very good-looking record of 16 and 10. I uh, six and nine. I come in eleven and fourteen. Uh, so I. Hey, hey, eleven and fourteen. I, yeah, I am trailing you. I'm five games out. Um, first of all, let's recap our um, so far three games that we picked this week are already in uh, are already in the books. Wow, I didn't even know the Jets scored a touchdown at the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, Jericho Coxray had a twenty-two yarder, so uh, the Jets came through the end there. That, that, that made it a little exciting though, even though it, it was already pretty much over. Um, so let's, uh, uh, let's get right into it here, uh, on the, uh, docket. Um, okay, so I'm going to get right to it. I'm going to start up the, uh, music here. Wonder where that was. And then we're going to get right into our, um, recap of week, for, uh, the week seven. So, Stephen, uh, you picked, uh, the Bengals. I picked the Bengals and I was right. You were right. You, you, you picked the, uh, Giants and you were right. Yes. And you picked Detroit up Tampa Bay. Detroit won by a touchdown today. Uh, Detroit with a big one over the uh, Buccaneers. As they are now 
four and two. The Lions four and two, uh, which is very surprising. I guess the uh, loss of Joey Harrington really helped them out. So the uh, Lions um, once they owe ten Bay, so you got all your three picks right. You're now nineteen and ten. That is impressive. Yeah, um, I went two and three. I picked Detroit right. Uh, this time, just to know, the two other games, um, one is tonight, the other one is tomorrow night, Monday Night Football. Um, Pittsburgh and Denver, I believe you picked Denver. I believe I did. Picked, uh, the Broncos did over I the pick, Steelers. I'm not sure. I think, I'm pretty sure you picked the Broncos. I don't remember. <laughs> well, you, I, I'm pretty sure you picked the Broncos. And yeah. then you have the Colts and Jacksonville. I'm taking uh, the Colts. How about you? Uh, Colts, Jacksonville tomorrow night. I like Jacksonville at home. Wow, think, they're, they're uh, picking that first. Uh, they, Jacksonville to get into a first place tie. The uh, Jaguars are they, a game out right Jaguars now. Jaguars always play the Colts tough. The Jaguars are at home. I like the way Gerard is playing right now. Maurice Jones Drew has some pep in his step. Uh, I, I just like the way they're playing right now. And on the road, um, uh, Colts generally aren't such a as as dominant on the road. I just I like Jacksonville in this game at home. Remember last year, Jacksonville uh, embarrassed the Colts at home. So uh, they won that game. Uh, something like uh, yeah, remember that? 17. That was a big win for the Jaguars. Uh, the big win getting toward the postseason. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm taking, same here. I'm taking, uh, I'm taking the Colts in this game. So those are our picks for Week Seven. And now the improv, improv, improvisation here. We're gonna talk, um, tell you a little bit about our picks for Week Eight, a week ahead of time. So first game, of course, is the big one in London. Um, it's pretty obvious you win this game. Giants in Miami, what's your pick? Uh, I think I'll say the Giants. I mean, uh, <laughs> Miami just, they, they, they're lost right now. I, I don't know. They might be the first team, the first franchise to go 16-0 and and 0-16. and That's how bad they are right now. They're not even <laughs> competing agree. I mean, in games. I, I, mean, think, I think the Giants are going to run away with the way, the way the Giants are playing right now, they're, until they lose, I'm going to pick them to win almost every week. Because they're one of the best teams in football right now. If not, one, I think the Giants probably they're probably top three in the NFC, probably top ten in the league right now. So I definitely think the Giants in a blowout. Yeah. So I mean, we're talking right now. Uh, the Giants, Miami's going to be the home team this game. Uh, so it's pretty. The Giants. Pretty, we're pretty sure the Giants will get to six and two uh, by their bye week. Yeah. The Giants Dallas game should be a very good one in about three weeks after the Giants come off their bye. So hopefully the Giants will be six and two going to that game. Dallas will be maybe seven. And All right, two. here's another winnable. Here's another winnable game for the Jets. They, they didn't win, beat them the first time around, but here they got Buffalo at the Jets. Uh, Bills versus Jets. What you picking this game is a four or five game. I think the Jets have to win a game eventually. I mean the Jets. I mean for one and six team, as I said at the beginning of the show, they're not really playing bad football. They're just you know they're not getting the breaks and they keep, they can't finish off games in the fourth quarter, but. You know, Buffalo beat them the first time. I think they'll want some revenge. And I do think Kellen Clemens will probably play in this game. So I like the Jets in this game. I think they'll win at home against the Buffalo Bills. Of course, they beat Miami at home. That was their only one of the year. So I think they will beat Buffalo at home. All right, well, we'll pick, a three, uh, pick three more because we're a little bit short on time here for the uh, NHL. Um, but what, uh, well, who do you like in the Jet game? What? Who do you like in the Jet game? Oh, myself, I am going to be taking uh, the Buffalo Bills. I pick the Jets every week, and it has helped me out. i got to pick against them for once. So I'm taking the Bills in this football game. All right. All right, now let's talk about um, – all right, here we go. The Lions and the Bears. Where are they playing, Chicago? Playing in Chicago. 
All right, I'll take the Bears in this one. The Bears, of course, had a big win against a big win today against uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, they, they won were... by a field goal there, 19 to 16. As uh, Brian Greasy uh, got the game-winning touchdown with nine seconds left in the first, uh, nine seconds left in the fourth quarter. Uh, so I, I like the Bears in this game over the Lions. The Lions have been great this year, but at Soldier Field, I think the Bears at three and four will play uh, very hard, try to get to 500 on the season. And the Lions, they're playing good football right now, but overall the Bears' defense and their offense playing a little bit better. I like the Bears. Okay, so um, in, this, in this game, I am going to also, I am taking actually the Lions. I want to ride their hot streak. Uh, they've been steamrolling um, through the, uh, the NFL um, surprisingly this season. So, um, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm taking the, uh, I'm taking the Bears. I'm taking the Lions over the Bears this week. Once again, another pick against you, trying to get my record up because I am six games out right now. Uh, we have a call in line. Who wants to give a uh, pick right now? Okay, let's take the call. All right. Um, what's your name and where are you calling from? Going on, guys. This is Kendrick Thomas. Hey, hey Ken, what's up? I'm not much hanging in there. I just want to ask you guys a question. I want to make a pick. Just want to ask you guys a question. Um. You know, the Jets, they're suffering right now. They haven't been able to produce. Do you think it's time for Chad Pennington to take his seat on the bench and give Colin Clemens a start? I definitely think Colin Clemens should get the start next week. At 1-6, and six, obviously, they're not going to make the playoffs at this point. They would basically have to go perfect to make the playoffs, and that's not going to happen. So I say you give Clemens about nine games, you know, give him the last eight, nine games of the season, you know, to try to get a feel of what type of quarterback he's going to be in this league and uh, how he's going to be next season. I agree. It's time to launch the rocket. Launch the rocket, the, the football rocket. Yeah. Do you uh, think the Jets should have um, traded to Ed Pennington before the trade deadline to see if they can get some valuable pieces for him? Um, well, uh, it's tough to say. I'll, I mean, well, who's they, really out there? The, obviously, I'll, the thing is, for Pennington, you're not going to really get more than maybe a third or fourth round draft pick for him. So, um... I mean, I guess you could have traded him to a team like the Bears or the Vikings there, but uh, I just, you can't really get much back from him, so you might as well just keep him. And the least he could do for you is uh, teach uh, Kellen Clemens about the game, you know, have a better mentor for him. What in the Giants, and the Giants um, they're doing a really good job going out there and they're producing, but aren't you guys kind of scared about them pulling off in the second half of the season? Because they have done that in the last three seasons. Yeah, you know, I, 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 are you talking about the second half? Yeah, second half of the season. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm very worried about the second half. I mean, their schedule does not look pretty for the second half of the season. And, you know, I don't think they'll go two and six in the second half like they did last year and it completely fell apart. But, you know, Tom Crawford's going to be very watched. The Giants need to win their first game of the second half. After the they need to win that first game. But that's crucial because if this team loses their first game, they're going to – I just have a very bad feeling about the second half of the season for the Giants. And I, I, must, I must admit, I mean, the Giants' second half last couple of seasons has just been brutal. So, Kevin, I tell take your point there. I mean, the Giants need to put, put it together for the second half. Whatever they need to do to win the second half, they've got to get it together. Yeah, the Giants, they, their history tells you that they always struggle in the second half. I think this year would be different. I think they have a different mindset this year. They're playing with a different intensity. So, no I, I say it. that the Giants will – I think they'll make the playoffs this year. Definitely. Yeah, and Dickie Barber said on Sirius Radio, he thinks the Giants are going to be a, a scary team in the, in the playoffs. So, and this is coming from a former Giant right here. I can. Thanks for the call, man. 
Anytime, Thanks so much, man. And also, we check out Kenrick's show. Um, that's blogtradio.com slash real sports talk. Also, Kevin Thomas is our, currently is our main writer for my EDI Media. That's our official sponsor. So my EDI Media.com. Check out Kevin Thomas, all his stuff. Uh, great stuff from Kevin Thomas. So um, yeah. thanks so much for calling in. Yeah, thanks, Ken. Thank, thank you so much, man. Okay, so um, I guess we'll, we'll do quickly one pick here. Um, we'll do, we'll get back pick. to our other pick later. We'll do one more pick for next week, and then we got to head to a break and get the Rangers roundtable on. Yeah, but basically um, one pick left. Had a, um, had a bad loss today versus Tennis Titans uh, with a last-minute field goal. Being that was Texas. a great game. Oh, yeah, no wonder. Um, I mean, yeah, and the, uh, the next week they have a tough matchup. It's against the depleted Chargers team. But what do you think, Texans and Chargers next week? Who's winning that football game? I, yeah, San Diego, I think, obviously. I think San Diego is definitely back on track. Tomlinson had a huge game uh, last week. He had four touchdowns. Um, the you know after the one three start you know um, Norv Turner he seemed to gotten uh, going with his players he seemed to have a connection with his players there seems to be less drama in their clubhouse so I think San Diego's back on track and back to the 2007 form they're gonna be a tough team to beat yeah I must agree with you uh, I also feel that the uh, Chargers will uh, win this football uh, game over the Texans I think Houston uh, after a great start that they finally tailed off here and I think the Chargers are back on track in that um, surprisingly very tough uh, AFC West. Um, well, right now, um, uh, we're going to actually uh, we take a break, and then we will be getting to our uh, NHL, um, NHL Rangers report with Doug Fisher. And uh, Doug Fisher from NBN.com covers the Rangers for them, as well as um, Sam Weinman of the Journal News who covers the Rangers. So we will get to that. Maybe I'll do a little more picks later, but you heard of four picks. So, Stephen, for week eight thus far, my picks are the Giants, the Bills, the, uh, the Lions, and, and the uh, Texans, what are your, uh, and the uh, Chargers. What are your four picks? Uh, I got, let's see, the Giants at Wembley. I have the Jets. <laughs> I have, um, what was our, um, uh, the Chargers. What was our third game? Uh, the third game was uh, the Lions at the Bears. Lions at Bears, I had the Bears. Okay, all right. So we are going to... We'll take a little break, we'll get to the Rangers roundtable. Yeah, we're going to take a little break at the Rangers roundtable here on the Sports Docket. Thanks, man. I'm awesome. Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Kendrick Thomas, and I'm the host of Real Sports Talk. Hey, show you tune in. It's a great show. We talk about sports. It comes on Thursdays, 10 o'clock p.m. It's a fabulous show. Make sure you tune in and call in and give your opinion. And be sure to check out Kenrick Thomas's show at www.blogtalkradio.com slash realsportstalk. Also, be sure to check out Kenrick Thomas's blog at www.fanofsports.blogspot.com. On the sports docket with Ace Man and the Cross, where we go around the NHL and talk hockey, the latest news, notes, and nuggets from the National Hockey League, an NHL insider will join us in this report, whether from the side itself or around town, we cover hockey on the sports docket. 
welcome back to our studios here in Brooklyn and Lindbrook. This is the Rangers Report. We've been having two Rangers guests joining us live here on the Sports Docket. And now joining us, we have um, Sam Wyman of the Journal News, and we have Doug Fisher from MEN.com. Guys, thanks for coming on. Hey, guys, no how are you? It's Sam here. Hey, how are you guys doing? How are you doing? We're good. How are you? Great. I'm doing good. All right, well, uh, the New York Rangers, of course, just started their season a couple of weeks ago. They kind of got off on the wrong foot here. So, uh, guys, uh, well, before we get into the Rangers, can you guys uh, tell a little bit about your websites? First, we'll start with Sam. Well, uh, some of you know I cover the Rangers for the Journal News and uh, started a blog for them as well uh, last Hello? fall. Um, it's called uh, it's called Rangers Report, and it's at uh, Rangers dot lowhudblogs.com. Okay, uh, and you seem to be having a lot of attention, a lot of comments there. It seems to be a very popular running blog, so that's always um, shows that uh, a lot of people are you know, keeping up to date. Um, and um, also, um, tell us a little bit about um, your blog for MVN.com, Doug. Uh, yeah, I've been writing for uh, MVN. This is my first season doing it. Uh, it's basically, MVN stands for Most Valuable Network. It's a bunch of different sports bloggers just covering their teams. I also contribute to a, a website called Ranger Nation. That website is uh, nyrnation.com. Okay, well now, um, guys, uh, both of you, um, the Rangers, uh, they're of course two, their record is 2-4-1 and one over the first seven games. What has been your overall evaluation of the team? Uh, I guess we'll start with Sam here. Well, I think I think um, <laughs> they're a little bit of a disaster right now. I do think it's you know it's pretty early to 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 start panicking, um, but I do think that they're a team that's struggling obviously with with expectations and uh, for whatever reason they're just pressing a little bit. Obviously, uh, they're struggling to score goals, and I think that's pretty much symptomatic of a team still struggling to just kind of find a groove at this point in the year. I mean. I don't think it's a problem with personnel. I don't think it's a problem with the coaching. I think it's a problem with a team probably uh, needing to just uh, you know see some positive reinforcement, and they haven't really seen too much of it just yet. How about you, Doug? Yeah, I agree. I just think that the uh, the chemistry is not there. I mean, you look, they've got four losses, and every one except the one to Atlanta was pretty much a tough loss. They lost 2 nothing at Ottawa, 2-1 to versus Islanders, and then one nothing yesterday. I think it's just going to take a little while for the offense to start clicking. Longquist has been good for the most part, and the defense has been doing their part. So, okay, um, yeah, their power play is really struggling through the first seven games. Uh, uh, what do you, do you think? Like they're not getting enough shots in that, or do you think it's mostly just chemistry that uh, is setting their power play uh, at a very low standard right now, Doug? Uh, well, I think it's both. Uh, as the case is with the fans at the Garden, they're always telling the team to shoot when they're on the power play. And if you look, uh, I mean, they were they were 0 for 5 yesterday, and in the two games where they did have success on the power play, they ended up going 1 for 1. The game versus the Capitals, they had the three power play goals in the first period, and then the game that they lost against the Thrashers, they had three in the third. So, as you can see, if they do shoot, they will score. This is clearly the best chance to score, but again, I just don't think all the players are on the same page yet. I think, I, I think you're right. I think... Um... You know, some of that has to do with differences in philosophy. I mean, the Rangers saw some of this last year with with Yager. I mean, Yarmir Yager is a type that would rather you know have pass the puck around the perimeter for for you know 30 seconds in order to f- create one good shot. And uh, a Brendan Shanahan is of the belief that you you know you 
you overload a team with or overload a, a goalie with volume and just keep peppering them, and then eventually uh, one's going to go in. So you know, there's been that difference in philosophy. Now you throw a couple of new guys in the mix as well, and, and Drury and and Gomez, and uh, you know they bring their own experiences into the mix as well. And and uh, I just think right now they're not on the same page. I think they're either either you know not handling the puck well when they do get shots off, or they're not. They're not, you know, taking advantage of shots that, uh, you know, they sh- they have, and they're just they're they're looking for something perfect, and that's that's that again comes with I think heightened expectations. Mm-hmm. You, these guys are thinking that everything has to be perfect because everyone picked them to win the Stanley Cup, and uh, right now they just got to you know simplify their games, which they okay. have to do. Yeah, and um, both of you guys can write about it on your site. You wrote about you know the play of youngsters like Nigel Dawes and uh, Brandon Dubinsky and Mark Stahl, um, yeah, and Ryan Callahan also, but. What do you think goes through these young players' minds, just from the minor leagues, not playing on the big stage on Broadway with the Rangers? What do you think goes through their minds um, as they start this season and, and and now playing at a high higher level than they played on before? Doug? Uh, well, Callahan and Dubinsky had time last year, as did uh, Dawes, so they're more used to it. I also uh, Dawes, I mean, he's more of a fill-in player. He didn't make the team out of training camp. So he's just filling in, I guess, while uh, while Avery's out, and the, and then Callahan and Dubinsky, I thought they played very well yesterday with Pruka, especially in the third period. They were getting a lot of opportunities, and they just didn't score. And then uh, with Stahl, he's he's stepped up when he's needed to. I I do think that uh, the more experience as a defenseman you can get in the league while you're young, the better off. If you look at the Rangers now. The top defensive pairing seems to be uh, Feder Tutin and Dan Girardi, who are both yeah, been great. young stars. Yeah, and I think they've been the, definitely better than Malik and Roosevelt, yeah. and they've emerged as the top pair on the team. And Sam, what's your feeling on these young players that just come up to the Rangers? I think a lot of these guys, the thing they have going for them is they're kind of fearless. I mean, they don't they don't carry around the expectations some of the other guys do, and and they're just playing their game. They're playing hockey. They're going harder than net, and uh, they're still of the belief that they have to prove themselves with every shift. And uh, you see that, you know, you see the urgency in their game. And I think, uh, you know, the Rangers, the, the experienced Rangers, the veterans could probably learn from these guys because these are the guys that are play- they've been their best players through their first part of the season. I mean, you know, Brandon Domiski was phenomenal the last two or three games. I thought Dawes has been really good. I think Callahan has been consistently strong. And uh, I think this is these are all guys, that, you know, who are examples of guys who are just just trying to impress, you know, their own their own teammates and knowing that they can't take a shift off and. And unfortunately, I don't know if that's the feeling among everyone right now on this team. All right now for the Rangers, um, of course, uh, on the in the the second game of the season against Ottawa, Chris Neal knocked out Sean Avery, uh, who had a separated shoulder. Um, he's uh, he's been out for a couple of weeks now. So, um, well, first of all, do you guys uh, have an injury update on Sean Avery? And second of all, do you think that not having Sean Avery in the lineup? is uh, hurting this team because it doesn't seem they have as much grit in the lineup without Avery. He's a big presence to this team. Well, yeah, Sean's going to skate tomorrow. That was the plan. He's going to skate for the first time tomorrow and then probably still going to be a week and a half to two weeks away. So, um, you know, they, he's pretty much progressing as everyone expected to. And I, you know what? The funny thing is I think they really are missing him. I think, you know, Sean is what he is as a player. He's a good hockey player. He's not an all-star but he does provide something to this team that you can't really quantify. I mean, and we saw it last year with just the attitude he brings. And I think he just brings a certain fire, a certain spark to the game that uh, this team is lacking. I mean, these are these are all professional, decent guys. And sometimes you need someone who's not necessarily 
<laughs> adored uh, to, to you know sort of be the the impetus or a spark plug, and, and that's what they're needing right now. Um, yeah, well, of course, uh, we saw that last year with Avery that uh, uh, when the Rangers they were in about they were 12th or 13th in the conference after they acquired him, they went on a streak for the rest of the year, and now you know they won opening day, and then uh, ever since Avery went out, you know they're one four and one. So of course Avery is a big factor to this lineup. Yeah, I mean, I think with Avery, he definitely provided the spark last year, and he became the fan favorite. I think another guy who the Rangers missed, but not on as much as on a, as a level, is Jed Ortmeier, who was like the heart and soul, and he just carried the team. But with Avery, they, they need him back. He provided that the, the grit and the energy that I, I would assume that they expected Holwig and Orr to fill the role in, but they I, I haven't seen that much in him. And then also you had Straka. He uh, broke a finger yesterday, so you don't know how long he's he might how much time he might miss, and that's going to hurt the team as well. You know that about that. Of course, the uh, the Rangers have um, well, Tom Tom Rennie has different combinations of um, uh, of lines um, so far this season. And what do you think so far has been the most potent line for the Rangers? No uh, <laughs> none of them. <laughs> yes, right. None of them. I mean, really, their best lines have been their fourth line and third line in the. I mean, you know, if you're if you're if you're grading them on kind of what you expect out of them, you would say the fourth line, the you know the the Betts, Holweg, Orr line, or when Dubinsky's been in there, and then you know when when Dubinsky was with Pruka and Callahan, uh, those have been their best lines basically because they're just playing, they're going harder than that, and they're not really trying to do too much. And the other lines, I mean, obviously, those are you know your 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 top line is still your best line on any given night, but given what you expect out of them, they've been they've been pretty pretty miserable so far. Yeah, I agree. In terms of role, I think that uh, Pruka, Callahan, and Dubinsky have been doing good. And, I mean, the rest will come with time, but at the moment, nobody's really at their expectations, which, I mean, they were high, but they have the talent that they should be living up to it. All right, well, guys, um, the Flyers, of course, the Philadelphia Flyers have gotten off to a great start. So, um, how, I mean, the Rangers are 2-4-1 in hockey. We saw last year that the Rangers came back, you know, in the last 30 games of the season to make the playoffs. But with the Flyers playing such great hockey, you know, they're about 10 to 12 points ahead of the Rangers already. So uh, when do you guys think that it's time for the Rangers to start, you know, panicking if they fall uh, well behind the Philadelphia Flyers? I mean, I don't think so. I think that there's still plenty of time left. They're, I mean, they're pretty yeah. far behind right now. I, I think come, come the All-Star break, if they're really that far behind, they might have to shift into a panic mode, but... There's still plenty of time to play. They've only played seven games so far, and none head-to-head. So you never know. I think I think you panic when you see a team that's not winning, but also playing pretty bad hockey. And I think outside of the Atlanta game and maybe the the first uh, couple periods against, um, well, I guess Florida in the opener, they haven't really been that bad. I mean, they've you know yesterday they played a decent game. They kept the the Bruins to 19 shots. So. I think you start panicking when you see a team playing, you know, when they're obviously not scoring goals, but also just playing, you know, giving up a lot of opportunities on the other end as well. Uh, and we haven't really seen that over any sustained period of time yet. So I, I, my guess is that these guys are going to turn it around fairly soon. And, you know, it might not be five straight wins, but it might be a couple of wins and at least some impre- impressive efforts. Yeah, and also in that division, you've got, of course, the local teams, uh, the Islanders, and and the Devils and Pittsburgh. So it's not just the Flyers the Rangers to worry about. The whole division really is so far, especially the Islanders have really um, impressed at the beginning of the season. So, I mean, the Rangers are going to have a tough stretch when they play division teams. What do you guys think of uh, 
overall picture in the, in the Atlantic uh, in the Atlantic Division? Uh, I, th- I think they'll end up all right. I mean, you look at the the one game they've played against the division team. They played the Islanders. They lost a tough one, two to one. And it, it's another thing; it'll just come with time. Uh, they play Pittsburgh on Tuesday night, and that ends the three-game road trip. Then they're home for, I believe, six straight. So hopefully, at that point, they can get their act together. Maybe try to pull off about at least four out of six. Try to start start turning around. Okay. I, I, I think it's all about these guys. I think it's all about just how they play. It doesn't really matter who they're playing on any given night. Outside of Ottawa, who's obviously the class of the league right now, if the Rangers play their best hockey, you know, they should expect to win. So, And if they don't, obviously what, you're going to get what we've seen so far. It's pretty much as simple as that. All right, guys, I want to thank both of you once again uh, for coming on and sharing your insight on the New York Rangers. Thank you. Um, uh, once again, I want to plug your blogs. Um, that's Sam Wyman of the Journal News. Uh, that's rangers.lohodeblogs.com, and um, also um, Doug Fisher at mvn.com slash nhl-rangers. Uh, so be sure to check out both of their blogs. Once again, guys, thank you so much for coming on. and uh, Let's go, Rangers. Yeah, let's see what happens. All right, thank you, guys. Anytime. Thank you. Uh, great. All right, All right well, um, um, yeah, Ethan, yeah? Ethan uh, we got to take a quick commercial break now. And we'll yeah, come we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll, we'll take more of your phone calls and everything. Uh, um, so we'll give you an update on the, on the ALCS as well. And also, I just want to say one thing. Um, you, if you, if you um, want to listen to another great sports show tonight that's on, um, be sure to check out um, Sports Time Mark and Elliot. They're on the same time as us, and they got Bruce Beck, uh, News Channel 4 anchor, joining them. So be sure to check them out as well. They're on the other side of the glass. But... Um, Right now, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We'll take your phone calls. We'll talk a little bit of NFL. We'll give you ALCF, ALCS update right after the break. You are currently listening to the Sports Doctor with Ace and the Quads. If you would like to call into the program, the phone number is 1-646-478-5118. That's 1-646-478-5118. If you would like to aim the co-host during the show... You can aim them either at MetsFanatic910 or Cluster06. Pick or choose right there. Our host page at blogtalkradio.com slash docket. You can also check out one of the supporters of the website. It's myedimedia.com. They're not a sponsor. They're just supporters. They profile us there, and they, and they put us at a high pedestal. So you can check them out. It's myedimedia.com. Now, back to the show. It's the Sports Doctor, Ace and the Quas on Blog Talk Radio. New York sports and everything else. Hello, we are back on the Sports Doctor with Ace Man and Aquas, and we do have a caller on the line. This is Remy from Lindbrook. How are you doing? Good, Steve. How are you? I'm good, man. Uh, what's on your mind today? Um, I'm a big Jet fan, and everything's been upsetting me lately. With yeah, I feel for you. And stuff. 
and I don't know. I I like Pennington. I don't think it's his fault that we're losing. And honestly, I think if we go to put in Clemens, it's going to be ten times worse. Not that it can get any worse, but well, the thing I have here with Pennington and Clemens. I mean, Pennington. I uh, he's thirty-two years old. I mean, we know he's a. Uh, I mean, I like him personally. I think he plays hard every week. I think he plays with a lot of heart. But right now, I think that um, I think the best idea for next week is probably to play Clemens. I, I understand that, but I mean, he's only 32. He's not that old yet, and he showed today that he can throw the ball deep on that one play to Coles. I don't know if you saw it. Did you see? Yeah, that? I did see that. Uh, he threw a 57-yard touchdown to Coles at the beginning of the game. With Pennington, I mean, I don't doubt, but. I gotta ask you a question. Do you think Pennington will ever be able to lead us to a Super Bowl? Um, I don't know, but I think that also has to fall on the defense. And if you see, we're getting ran over by all these guys that I've never even heard of. Uh, I mean, the Jets. I mean, Pennington. It's not like he's doing like a terrible job. I mean, the Jets. They've mostly been in all the games that they've played in this year. It's just that uh, they can't find a way to finish these games. Yeah, I mean. And I don't really know what we can do about that. It, it's the defense. It's not really even the offense. Well, I think since they're one and six and they're in the AFC, I think the season is basically over. Yeah, I understand. It's all but over, and that's why I think they should be playing Clemens right now. But um, I mean, you know, the worst. What's the worst that can happen? They'll go one and fifteen. I mean, who really cares at this point? They're not really making the playoffs. But with Clemens, I think you have to get some type of evaluation of how he's going to be in the future. Well, the worst that could happen is that man. Tired. The, the yeah the worst I mean, Pennington uh, I like him I like his heart his hustle his determination to win, but he's just not doing it. He's not, you know, making the clutch plays right now to win ball games. Yeah. So. But I mean, like, let's go over to the Giants. I mean, they're not impressing me at all, to be honest. Really. The games that they're winning are aren't against anyone good, like. We just talked about the Jets not being a good team. They really haven't beaten anyone that really is impressed me. Um. Well, uh, let's see. Uh, who who are the Giants? Well, they beat the Forty ers today. Yeah, not Eagles, much of a football team. Eagles, though. Jets. Well, the Jets didn't beat the Eagles. Yeah. Well, the Jets sucked though. <laughs> Ooh, Stephen Stephen uh, voices it. Wow. And the Redskins. Yeah, they've been. It really yeah. hasn't been anyone that's that good. The Giants, but you can't fault them for that. You, you know, they don't make the schedule; they just play the games. And I mean, when they when they played Dallas, they got like their defense looked horrible. Yeah, well, the defense was horrible the first couple of games, but they've turned it around a lot. That's only because they've been going against these offenses that really don't have anyone. I guess that could be a factor to it, but um, I think that. You know, it's not their fault who they're playing. You know, they're playing good football right now. Who do they have after Miami? After I the believe they week? have the Cowboys. They have after Miami. They have a bye week, and then they have the Cowboys. So uh, I think that will be a very good evaluation of the Giants. And the Giants should definitely beat the Dolphins. Exactly. That, that, that's that's a game. You know, the Giants. Uh, people really see it if they're really meant for the second half of the football season. It's not even the second half. It's just that they're going to have to play better teams than what they're playing now. Oh yeah, yeah of course. I agree. I mean, they're taking advantage of their schedule, though. Unlike the Jets, the Jets haven't taken advantage of anybody. Jets haven't. Yeah, they're taking advantage of. 
they, they, you know, they played Buffalo. They played the one and four Bengals today. They can't beat anybody. Would you really expect have expected the Jets to be one and six at this point? Like, I definitely would not have thought that. Well, you picked them to go ten and six. Though. I did. I picked them to go ten and six like last year. And they so. still have a chance. I mean, with adding a running back, how? What's going on? Uh, Thomas Jones. I mean. With the Jets right now, you can't point to one player or one unit that's been the problem. I mean, every unit, the problem with the Jets is that every unit has been okay. You know, nobody stood out and nobody's really stepped up when the game is counted in the no fourth one quarter. Wants, no one's stepping up to stop the run. No no one's stopping the run. I mean, nobody's making that big play that they need. You know, the Jets, and the Jets, they, they don't know how to win games right now. You know, they get these leads in the fourth quarter or they're tied in the fourth quarter. And then they give up the lead, and they even they have a chance to win the game on the last possession, but usually ends in a pick or turnover and down. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, Remy, uh, thanks for the call, man. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. All right, yeah, Stephen, hello. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, we are going to uh, quick take a commercial break. break, and we'll be back for the last five minutes. Of the yeah, we'll take talk. more phone calls. Once again, uh, Remy, thanks for calling in so much. We're going to take a break, and then we'll be uh, right back here on the. Um, on the sports doctor, Ace Hey, sports fans. Thank you for tuning into the show tonight. Be sure to check out a sponsor of this show at www.myedimedia.com. This show is advertised on this website, and you can also check out interesting sports news brought to you in an amazing, cool way at myedimedia.com Once again, thank you for tuning in to the show tonight, sponsored by My EDI Media. The Sports Docket on Blog Talk Radio with Ace Man and the Quad. Let's go! New York sports and everything else. Welcome back. Uh, we're just near the end of our show here on the Sports Doc. Once again, you call in number one six four six four seven eight five one one eight. See, we have an update on the uh, game with the. Uh, uh, I'll the check inter- right now. I'll check ESPN. I'll check for an update on the game. I believe yeah. it just started. The first pitch was supposed to be around eight twenty. I'll right. definitely watch that game tonight. And yeah, that's going to be a classic. It's the first uh, game seven. It'll be the first. Uh, uh, final elimination game of this postseason. There was no yeah. no game five of the NLDS series, and of course, I, yeah, there was almost four sweeps. 
and now there's also a sweep in the LCS, so this is really the first good series of the postseason. This is the first, this is the first LCS game for the Mets and Cardinals, the first Game 7. Uh, yeah, the first Game 7, uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the Mets-Cardinals Game 7 last year, even though the Mets lost, it was a great game. It lived up to its expectations. But, um, yeah, of course, uh, it'll be the Red Sox against the Indians, of course, just getting underway in Fenway Park. Right now, uh, it says here that the game hasn't started yet. Well, that's something. So, um, yeah, Series Tied 3-3. I mean, we're expecting it to start in a couple of minutes. Of course, watch that game All right, on too, uh, we're actually the end of our show now, so um, we're going to pretty much sign off. Our next show should be either Thursday or Sunday. We'll let you know um, as soon as we um, are clear about that. Most likely uh, Armchair Rapid Fire will return after a month off, so that should be fun. Um once again, you can check out our archive. We had a great Rangers uh, roundtable. A lot of fun with that. Yeah, we and talked a little bit about everything today. A little bit of everything. We covered pretty much everything on our docket tonight. So well, one, we didn't really get the Joe Torre much, but... Uh, well, yeah, we pretty much said Donnie Manley. Donnie Manley, I think, will be the manager of the Yankees. Uh, uh, unless uh, uh, the President of the United States, uh, unless um, uh, Giuliani withdraws us in the race to get a more high-pressure job as Yankee manager, um, then uh, it's pretty much going to be Donnie Manley getting that position. I think it'll be Don Magley, too. I think uh, he'll get the position of Yankee manager, of course. And I'm looking uh, to give you guys a little update on uh, Sunday Night Football. Actually, the game right. is just underway right now in Denver, of course. The Pittsburgh okay. Steelers. All right, Steelers, I'm going to end a little bit, a little bit of a wrap here. Uh, well, uh, you got to give me a second. got to load the thing. But uh, yeah, just a little okay. recap, of course. Giants win. Jets lose. What a shock. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Once again. Uh, Patriots win. Another shock. Yeah. So yeah, I mean definitely. No, I mean New England's amazing. How amazing are the New England Patriots, Ethan? What? How amazing are the New? Oh man, I'll tell you, they beat the Miami for the shock there. Seven zero, New England zero and seven Miami. I mean, you know, could, New England could go undefeated. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. You know what? I don't think the Colts will do it, but you know, this Patriot team is looking like they're on the way to their third title. Um, and wouldn't that be something if Boston and New England get both titles this year? That would be something. All right, Stephen, i got to sign off here, but uh, great Yeah, I'm on the show, man. All Thanks. right, peace out. All right, peace out, Quas. All right. All right, well, I'm going to end the show right now for the Quas, as he has to go a couple of minutes early. Uh, so um, thank you, all of you guys who listened tonight to tonight's show. I hope you have a great night. Hopefully you had a great weekend. Uh, and uh, we'll see you either on Thursday or Sunday. So have a great night, and I'll see you next week. Thank you.